Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Hello and welcome to War Horses, the only college western podcast that accurately tells you how good or bad these teams actually are. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some college equestrian. Meet Recaps. Now, let's get it all started with Thursday's action where we had number two Auburn visiting number four Texas A&M. In the preview, I said this one would be close, possibly a 9-9 tiebreaker situation, but right out of the gate, you could tell Auburn was not ready for Texas A&M. The Tigers lost fences 0-4, and that performance all but ended Auburn's chances of winning. In horsemanship, Auburn rebounded, winning 3-2 in this event, making the halftime score a shocking 6-3 in favor of the Aggies. Now, at this point, as bad as things were, there was still a chance for Auburn to get back and make a a comeback. The remaining matchups in flat and raining, uh, I had Texas A&M favored in three, Auburn favored in two, but five of those, so half of the matchups, neither team was favored. So if Auburn could pretty much, you know, win all of the toss-up points, they could come back and win. That was a long shot, but when you don't take a single point in your best event, long shots start looking really good. Well, Auburn's flat team rode well enough to make the comeback possible. They won 3-1 in that event, but the dream of a thrilling comeback kind of petered out as the reigning team um, started posting those scores. There were two ties in the event, and Auburn didn't end up winning a single point there. They lost uh, 0-3 in that event. So, the final score ended up being a disappointing 10-6 in favor of Texas A&M. It was Auburn's lowest point total in a meet since a 5-11 loss to Fresno State way back in 2016. So, yes, this was a bad performance for the Tigers and a great performance for the Aggies. Uh, This was uh, the best riding that the Aggies fences team has done all season. Um, Seriously, their fences team usually does not win this many points. So, to do that against the most talented fences squad in the uh, country is pretty eye-opening. So congratulations to the Aggie Riders. Uh, in fact, I'll go ahead and give y'all all shout outs since you basically won the meet. Um, let's see. Good job to Brooke Brombach. You upset Emma Kurtz. Good job to Caitlin Loving Foss. You upset Ava Stearns. And good job to Grace Boston. You uh, upset Megan Napick. Uh, I'll also uh, give a shout out to uh, Auburn's Ellie Ferrigno. She deserves a little shout out for turning a matchup that was favored uh, to her opponent, Devin Thomas, into a no point tie. So, um, and, and Devin is one of the Aggies' top fences riders. So for that tie to happen, that, that technically kept Auburn in the meet there. So good job there, Ellie. Now on to Friday, the next day. Uh, we have Auburn taking on Baylor in the second half of the Tigers' trip through Texas. So, in this preview, I said that it was probably going to be close. I predicted Auburn winning 10-9. to 9. 
but I did not expect Auburn to be coming off of a really bad loss to A&M the previous day that was basically going to get every one of the Tigers ready to chew nails and spit bullets, which is what happened, figuratively. But, so, we're going to start the day with fences, as so many meets begin. Uh, And that's really because when you're doing uh, both the jumping seat events in the same ring, it takes a lot more time to um, set up fences than to break them down. So you tend to do that early in the morning, and then you can take it down, which is much faster, so you're not trying to set up, you know, while everybody's there watching you. Um, So anyway, fences is Auburn's best event when they're not riding against Texas A&M, I guess. Um, The Tigers really are the most talented fences squad in the nation. And that showed, once again, versus Baylor. Auburn won this event 3-2, to two, which is pretty much what we expected. The next event was raining, which has been the Tigers' worst event this season. Here again, Auburn won 3-2. to two. Now, I only expected each team to get two points, so hats off to uh, Boo Kammerer for getting that point against Gen- uh, Jenna uh, Memerstorf. Jenna has had a really good fall, and these two met actually in the national championship tournament where uh, Memerstorf won that point. But on Friday, Boo got her revenge, took a key upset point that gave Auburn the edge there in that event. So at the half, Auburn was up 6-4, which was a huge improvement over their performances in those two events the day before. Just to show you what I mean, if this had been against A&M, instead of being up 6-4, Auburn would have been down 0-7 at this point. So yeah, they did just a little bit better against Baylor. Now in the second half, things kicked off with equitation on the flat. Auburn went 3-2 in this event which uh, might be impressive or not. Who knows? The flat is just so weird, and it's hard to predict this year. So, uh, although there is this one weirdo out there who keeps trying to predict them. Uh, and actually, you know, all my predictions in the, on the flat one came true. Um, Auburn got the two points I favored them in, uh, which was Ellie Ferrigno and Emma Kurtz. Baylor, uh, Savannah Hemby got the point that I had favored her in, and then there were two toss-ups. Auburn's Ava Stern got one of them, and Baylor's uh, Emma Fletcher got the other one. So... That one kind of went to form there. Uh, then in the final event, horsemanship, Auburn closed the door on Baylor, winning the event 4-1. to one. Now, some Baylor riders did take exception to the judging in this one, but going in, I thought it was going to go about 3-2 to two towards Auburn. Um, when you look at their common opponents, uh, Oklahoma State and Texas A&M, Auburn went 3-2 and two against uh, both of those teams in this event. Baylor lost 2 to 3 against Oklahoma State here and then went 3 and 2 against A&M here. So, while, you know, an Auburn 4 to 1 win here is a little bit better than the 3 to 2 that I had expected, about the best the bet the Bears could really have expected here was about a 2 to 2 split, which, you know, would have made the final score closer, but it would not have flipped the result. So, I'm not sure that the Baylor people should be all that up in arms. I mean, they lost to a good team. It ain't, you know, like just some bunch of nobodies coming in and, and beating them. I mean, this was a really good Auburn team. So anyway, the final score of the meet uh, ended up being 13-7 to in favor of Auburn. So nice back, bou- uh, back bounce, back bounce, bounce back win for Auburn and a disappointing but not unexpected loss for Baylor. Okay, so those are the two meets that 95% of my listeners care about. So uh, I'm, what I'm going to do is for these other recaps, I'm either going to make them quick or funny. So here we go. Up next, we have South Dakota State against UC Davis in Delaware. I thought this one was going to be a close win for South Dakota State, but no, it was a long day for the Jackrabbits uh, this weekend. And UC Davis ended up getting the win 13-6. to Then, at the end of the day, UC Davis faced Delaware State. 
Again, I thought Delaware State would win closely, but when this one started, the Hornets caught fire and jumped out to a big six or seven point lead. They let UC Davis come back and make a final score into a 11-8 win for Delaware State, but it was never really in doubt who was going to win. And I want to point out that I had Delaware State ranked 8th and UC Davis unranked, whereas the NCAA's rankings, they had UC Davis at 8th and Delaware State at 10th. So this is another example of the NCAA rankings just being trash. And since we're speaking about trash, Delaware State, you need to update your darn schedule page on your website. It is trash. None of the listings have the scores or who won or links to score sheets and all that stuff. Also, you really should not put all of the opponents that you're going to face in a single weekend together in a single schedule entry like you've got it. Because that's just lazy. But don't do that. Take the afternoon off and just go list them out separately like everyone else in the world does, okay? (sighs) So, let's see. What day are we on? We're on Friday, maybe, I think, at this point in the recap. So, yeah, let's jump in and do Fresno State at SMU. Boy, howdy. If you thought those Delaware State wins were a whooping, then we might need to put out a graphic content warning for these next uh, recaps. Because SMU beat the out of Fresno State. Fresno State had beaten SMU in Fresno a few weeks back, so I thought this one was going to be a close one or two point win for SMU in Dallas. But oh no, the Mustangs started hammering the Bulldogs and did not stop until it was far past the point of propriety. SMU didn't just win every event. There was a real question as to whether or not Fresno State was going to score a point at all. They finally did, So shout out to Fresno State, Cecily Hayes on the flat, and Bailey Alexander in raining. You two ladies were all that stood between your team and complete and utter embarrassment. Uh, Also, Addison uh, Wellman, you got a no-point tie for Fresno State, so you kind of did your part too. Um, But man, heck of a finish to the fall for uh, SMU. They have been up and down this season, so who knows what they're going to do in the spring. Then the next day, Saturday, we had Fresno State at Baylor. As we've seen, it's really rough riding two meets in the same weekend if you're on the road. Uh, The teams tend to do better in the second of those meets. Well, Fresno State uh, did not get the win against Baylor, but they kept it close. Baylor won fences, horsemanship, and reigning, with Fresno State taking most of the points in the flat. The final score was 11-10 in favor of Baylor. South Dakota State at Delaware State. So, going in, I thought Delaware State was probably going to win by two or three points, but no, they won by more. Um, South Dakota State started off well uh, this fall, you know, in their early meets, but in hindsight, a lot of those meets were at home. And with this one being on the road, it just did not go well. The final score was 12-6 to in favor of Delaware State. Then, on Sunday, we finish off the whole weekend and the fall season with South Dakota State at Sweetbriar in a jump-and-seat-only meet. I really thought the Jackrabbits would grab a close victory over the Vixens, but Sweetbriar had other ideas. The home team won fences 3-2 and won flat 3-1 for a final score of 6-3. So, this was kind of a disappointing finish for the Jackrabbits team. They had a really good uh, beginning to the fall. Um, but it was a nice bounce back win for Sweetbriar, so especially, you know, after last week's loss. So now that we have done all our recaps, we will take a short break and then we're going to look back at how the fall season went for everybody and talk about what each team can kind of expect uh, going forward. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. 
And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Reviews of every team. So now let's do a quick review of each team's seasons. We will go through this in alphabetical order. First, Auburn. The Tigers began the season looking to erase the bad memory of the way last season ended. They started out at number three in my preseason rankings, and then they leapt up to number one with a victory over Georgia at home. That did not last long, however, as a tough road trip out west gave Auburn their first regular season loss in three years. They dropped down to number two, and they were looking to possibly jump back up into the top spot, but an embarrassing loss to A&M in the final weekend demonstrates that although Auburn is loaded with talent, they still have to keep focused every meet to avoid a loss. Next, Baylor. The Bears had an early home loss to Oklahoma State by one point, then they put together a strong resume of wins until the final weekend saw them lose at home to Auburn. Uh, This is a very strong start overall for Baylor. They sit in second place in the Big 12, hoping they can upset the Cowgirls in the spring um, when they go on the road. Next is Delaware State. The Hornets put together a very nice fall record. They went 3-0 against the other small NCAA schools on their schedule, and uh, a loss to SMU is really their only dual discipline uh, defeat. So good job there. Fresno State. The Bulldogs uh, began the season with a collection of wins that at the time seemed better than they would later prove out to be. (laughs) Once they hit the meat of their schedule, the losses started mounting. Unfortunately, Fresno State might not do much better in the spring because only two home dual discipline uh, meets remained for them. Georgia. The Bulldogs' early season included a pair of tough road losses to SEC foes, Auburn and Texas A&M. Uh, But what is otherwise business unusual against everybody else, uh, Georgia hopes to reverse their fortunes in the spring with Auburn and Texas A&M having to now visit the Bulldogs. Minnesota Crookston. The Golden Eagles did their best in their two NCAA meets, uh, but they came up short against South Dakota State and TCU. They hoped to do better in the spring against a pair of uh, scheduled NCAA opponents. Oklahoma State. The Cowgirls had the best ball season of anybody. They scored wins over all their Big 12 opponents and visiting Auburn as well. A disappointing loss to SMU in a 4-on-4 meet was the only hiccup in their fall season. Now, SMU. The Mustangs had an up-and-down fall season that saw lows of an opening week loss to UT Martin and a tough road loss to Auburn and Georgia, but had a season-high performance in an upset of Oklahoma State. So, there you go. 
South Carolina. Their season started off badly, uh, and it never really got better for the Gamecocks. They went 0-3 against the easiest team on their schedules, and then they didn't do any better once they got into the SEC competition. So, tough fall for the uh, Gamecocks there. South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits have already equaled last season's dual discipline win total, but this season they can now boast about their win over the Big 12's uh, TCU. Texas A&M. The Aggies started off the schedule slowly, losing at Baylor, but have been undefeated since. They finished off the fall with an impressive home win over Auburn to take the lead in the SEC standings. TCU. The Horned Frogs defeated the weakest teams on their schedule, but lost to all the decent teams they played. TCU will hope to regroup and get a victory over team with a winning record sometime in the spring. UT Martin. The high point of the Skyhawks' fall season is their Week 2 victory over SMU. But a loss to ECAC foe Delaware State that same week keeps UT Martin in second in the conference standings. UC Davis. The Mustangs scored a pair of victories over South Carolina and South Dakota State, but came up short the rest of their fall season. And that is all of the teams in a breakdown. Now let's look at the conference standings. Conference standings! So I've touched on this some, but let's go over the conference standings before we get into the uh, latest rankings. First, the Eastern College Athletic Conference standings. Delaware State leads the ECAC with a record of 3-1. UT Martin is next with a record of 2-1. And And SMU is third. They also have a 2-1 record, but they would lose the tiebreaker to UT Martin, so they're bumped down to third place. UC Davis comes in fourth place in the conference with a record of 1-2, and and South Dakota State has a conference record of 0-3. Next, on to the Big 12 standings. Oklahoma State reigns supreme with a perfect record of 3-0. Baylor is 2-1 in the conference and sits at number 2. Fresno State is 1-2, sits at number 3 in the conference, and TCU is 0-3, which puts them in last place in the Big 12. Now, on to the SEC standings. Top of the standings, we have Texas A&M with a perfect 3-0 record in the conference. Auburn is right behind them with a record of 2-1. Georgia is in third place with a record of 1-2. And South Carolina brings up the rear with a conference record of 0-3. Now, I don't normally do the rankings in the podcast because I like to save a little something-something for the rankings article, but since this is the last week of the fall, I'm going to go ahead and give you listeners a sneak peek of the rankings. The official Auburn Elvis College Equestrian Rankings. So, here they are, week nine of the official Auburn Elvis College Equestrian Rankings. At number one is Oklahoma State. The Cowgirls are 4-1 and and, as we said, lead the Big 12 standings. At number 2 is Texas A&M. The Aggies are 5-1, and and they lead the SEC standings. At number 3 is Auburn. The Tigers are 5-2 and and number 2 in the SEC. At number 4 is Baylor. The Bears are 4-2 and and in second place in the Big 12. Number 5 is Georgia. The Bulldogs are 3-2 and and in third place in the SEC. Number 6 is SMU. The Mustangs are 5-4 and four and are third in the ECAC. Number 7 is Fresno State. The Bulldogs are 3-5 and five and in third place in the Big 12. Number 8 is Delaware State. The Hornets are 3-1 and, and in first place in the ECAC. 
Number nine is UT Martin. The Skyhawks are two and three and in second place in the ECAC. And number 10 is UC Davis. The Aggies are two and three overall and in fourth place in the ECAC. Closing thoughts. So this has been another exciting half season. It certainly didn't go as expected every meet, but I think we're getting a lot more clarity about the different team strengths and weaknesses. It's been really good to get back into seeing some normal scheduling this year. We have so many non-conference meets that we can look at and really use those to compare these teams. And that's it for this episode of War Horses. With the winter break, we'll be taking just under two months off before the spring season starts. But once it does, we'll jump back in and get you ready for those meets. And when that happens, you should definitely follow me on Twitter and Instagram for meet matchup breakdowns and the occasional interaction with a rider or a parent who was not thrilled with something I posted about their team. Uh, and with that, I'll sign off. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Uh, thank you very much for listening. War Horses, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.